Hello and welcome to How to Survive Your Twenties, a survival guide for life in your twenties. My name is Joe, and today we are joined by someone. Hi, nice I'm Carrie. Very good. Jonah is not here today for technical reasons, but it's okay. We replaced him with someone so much better. <laughs> Just kidding. Very good. So, uh, Carrie, uh, we'll start off with some quick fire questions. Uh, okay. All right. So the sure. first one is eat it out or take away or um, take out, as you call it in the US. Right. Take out, take away. I told you I only know that show from Fat Families on <laughs> YouTube. Um, as of net right now, I would do anything to go to a mm. restaurant because of COVID. Um, but I do like I, when I come home from work, like I just want to sit on my couch and like order. And I was that you know, in the States, you can literally order anything to your house. It's disgusting. <laughs> but like sometimes I'll be I don't honestly, sometimes I'll be like so tired or lazy that I'll just like be like I'll order from the diner or like Diet Cokes to my house because I didn't want to go to the store. Like <laughs> it's bad. It's did they charge you though for that or is it free it's like a free service like oh you mean the scene oh seamless like a, yeah um, if, you were, if you were to buy if you depend if there's a delivery charge or not right, okay that's interesting that's cool i like that but like you can get like alcohol delivered to your house <laughs> at any time anything delivered it's pretty that's sweet good. that's good i like that yeah that's uh that's that sounds like a good life uh android or iphone iphone um i've always had no, I had a BlackBerry when it was cool <laughs> for like a hot minute. Um, as I said, I think most females have iPhones or all my friends do anyway. Mm, right. But I know the Android is actually a better phone because my fiance's in tech and like it just is a better phone, the Google one, and the pictures are so much better. Oh, okay. you see the difference, yeah. I mean, what girl doesn't care about pictures? It's oh. all that really matters, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of people just get Gotta it. Gotta get it for yeah, the Insta. Yeah, that's really it. Uh, favorite karaoke song? Um, well, I don't really do karaoke, but the last time I can remember doing karaoke was with my friend Alex at a bar where I went to college and it was, this, oh, what's the name? It was the, but it's called the band, the band, name of the band is called Tattoo. They're from like 2000 or like 1999. They're like, well, they're like, they were marketed as like a lesbian, like couple and it was called all the things she said and then like we realized like okay like this might people might think something else that's fine and it was also just a very depressing karaoke song <laughs> but it's called all the things she said by tattoo an obscure band nice. that um has no relevance now except for in there my memory go. very good very good look that up and oh and anything from the grease soundtrack <laughs> that's like the classic karaoke <laughs> yeah that's good. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and the worst job you've ever had? Every, everything. Everything. Um, um, I was, I, my first job was in an ice cream parlor, which also mirrored as a um, deal, um, a heroin dealer mm. um, dealership on the back. <laughs> so I didn't know that I was 14 and like that wasn't my priority. Um, well, not by priority, but I just didn't even think what was going on. Was part of your job um, And then, I mean, as a social worker, like, I mean, I've worked in some really insane jobs. I mean, like, I worked at a shelter for some severe people with severe mental health issues. I mean, everything has ups and downs. I'm trying to just think about something I've just hated. Um, a lot of, I don't know, it's, working sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like, all I can say is in your 20s. I don't know when health insurance cuts out for you guys, but we can be on our parents' plan until we're 26. Oh, uh, well, we don't. 
we had just have like a, a national health service so like oh how lovely for you yeah so. um <laughs> We're actually um, very proud of it. But. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. So it's really a lot of pressure to, you have to, like, I actually pay for it mine out of pocket because I was just, like, taking a break and I'm doing, like, freelance now. But it's, like, a lot of money. Um, and I wish I would have traveled before and had done more things because now I'm 29 and I have to, adults, like, hardcore now. Yeah. Um so everything when you're when you don't have to work it's kind of it's kind of nice but when you have to it's i was you know it's not the best i was always in such a rush to work and to like be an adult Mm. and now i'm like how did i get here why am i here what did i do so wrong (laughs) like you know like what did i do to deserve this yeah but i i guess there are perks but like you know, my fiance just turned 30 yesterday and it was just like, oh my God, we're old. Like, I still think I'm 19. Like, genuinely, like, I'm like, oh, you know, that was like, it was like three birthdays ago. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that was 10 birthdays ago. Yeah. Catches up on you. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally peaked at 19. <laughs> I, I say my ages of peaking were like age four. I was like really hot for my preschool class. Everyone thought I was pretty. Right, okay. All boys like me, my mom said. Yeah. So like age four. Age four, good. And yeah. definitely like 19. And then I had another small stint. No, maybe from at like 23, 24. I think I've peaked, I guess, mostly. We'll see. After I have a lot of plastic surgeries, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay. There's, there's still hope for the future. Um, okay, so yeah, Botox. Very good, very good. So uh, just to carry, we've talked a lot, a lot so far. But uh, just could you give us a bit of an introduction of who you are and and what you do and and so on? Okay, um, so my name is Carrie. I am a um, social worker and therapist from uh, New York City. I am born and raised on Long Island, New um, on Long Island, which is like where the Hamptons are. But I don't. I'm not from the Hamptons. Um, I as born, I have a younger brother, um, and, uh, my father passed away when I was 21 and I have a mom and, um, I'm, I'm Jewish, um, from a traditional family, but I am not so traditional anymore. Uh, and I, I said, I'm a social worker and I, um, I'm doing now, um, ABA work, which is, uh, applied behavioral analysis with, um, children who have autism. So, um, extreme early intervention. So these kids are like two years old. So it's teaching them, um, like living skills, but tracking it and positive reinforcement because the younger that you start these interventions is the better outcome that the child will have in the future. Mm. Um, I lived in the, and then I, when I, I went to college in upstate New York, um, had my part, I went to a party school. It's called, it was all, University of Albany. It's the capital of New York, but people don't, it would seem it would be Manhattan, but it's not. Um, then I came down to the city after there. For, so I've been in the city for seven or eight years now. Um, I'm engaged to a wonderful human um, who tolerates me. Uh, <laughs> and we're supposed to get married in December, but with COVID up in the air, we'll see what happens. But I think that I am a lot scarier than COVID. So oh. this wedding better happen. <laughs> nice. I like that's a good introduction. That's a good introduction. So we've just, uh, we've just had a conversation about uh, the week of 
you know first week of June 2020, which has been a, a historic week to say the to say the least, and and a week that hopefully brings about a lot of change, both systematically and and in the human conscious as well, particularly among uh, mm-hmm. white people. Um, and so I'll I'll edit that and just to kind of talking to the audience right now. I'll edit that in the conversation at the start. <laughs> I think you know this is a good thing, you know, because I think change. I think change is really is going to happen this time because it just the the amount of people who are involved and yeah the reaction to the movement. I mean, it's not a new movement, and this has been happening in America forever. Um, I mean, and there's well, around, so many around the world too. Yeah. Police, br- yeah, and I mean, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, is it like that? Like in England, like is it a lot of police brutality? against yeah i guess of color yeah like it's still i mean like i don't know i don't know the exact comparison but that i guess the big difference is it's it's harder for police to kill people because they don't carry guns in the uk so oh wow really yeah 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 so there there aren't like deaths per se but there's still like police i mean this guy was not killed with the i mean he was killed like oh i was like kneeling on him but still that's crazy i didn't know they didn't carry guns that's yeah. scary, and I mean, I don't even, I don't know what's scarier. I'm a big no-gun person, but, I mean, there are a lot, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, there's... That's really interesting. Yeah, there, there are no guns, well, guns are banned in the UK, so it's, uh, c- certain police have guns, really? so like SWAT and, and things like that, like, like the hot... So you the, can't the have ta- a gun as a person? No, no, we're not allowed guns. Yeah, it's illegal to wow. carry a gun unless unless you're like a farmer, uh, unless there's like a specific reason why you would need a gun. You know, if you were. So n- it's farmer. not like the right to bear arms. Like that's not no. part of your. No. Yeah, I couldn't own a gun. So so at least. I mean, I prefer that. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does make it slightly safer. I guess. But like. Yeah. So in that sense, that we don't have that like the deaths by shooting and stuff and. And it, I don't know, like we don't have quite the same, but there's definitely still police brutality. And and the thing is as well, that, you know, these these protests aren't just about the police brutality; it's about just the general oppression of you know right. Afro, yeah, Afro systematic. people. Yeah, exactly. African American, Afro British. Yeah, um, or, just, or yeah systematic racism. I mean, which is yeah. horrendous. I mean, I, I yeah. I'm from New York, and and as a social worker, I have seen it, you know, every day, and it's. It's like it, you know, it's shameful. Yeah. But it does seem that yeah. the narrative is going to change. I mean, I can't speak to it as I'm white and a person of privilege. Mm. Um, I do think there's going to be a lot of confusion, not confusion, mm. but um, people are, like things. Are, language is going to be changing. Large companies. I mean, large companies like like that aren't weren't socially active before giving people like time off to protest and I just mm. think the narrative is changing I mean it would be lovely if the narrative was changing I think because not lovely but like it'd be amazing if it was because people actually really cared which I do think a lot of people do I do mm. but a lot of people also know if I don't like jump on board with this yeah then my then I'm gonna be pretty much screwed yeah yeah um but in the end of the day whatever gets you know like people of color the justice that they so much deserve 
is, you know, whatever it takes. Even if people are, like, quote-unquote faking it, I don't know that for sure. Um, I don't really have any friends who are on the other side of the equation. Uh, like, we call it left-wing and right, like... Yeah, it's the same, yeah. I mean, yeah. left is Democrat. Okay, yeah. yeah. But left is Democratic, right is Republican. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I come from a family of hardcore Democrats. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm liberal, but I do have some... I'm not, like, I don't want, like, anarchy type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's weird. In America, it's very different now. Um, since our current president um and i use those terms in quotations because that's not how i view him Uh, um as my president anyway um you know and when he won it was i mean i went to bed i I have i've always voted i went to bed and my fiance was watching the news i was like i i mean i went to bed peacefully i was like I mean, there's no way the guy hosted The Apprentice. He's totally not like he's a cat. Like he's like a caricature. I was like, yeah. And I woke exactly. up and yeah, yeah. my fiance was like, he won. I was like, I was like, shut, 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 no way, no way. And it's just been a really strange four years. And I mean, I don't even like. Do we look like? I mean, I'm assuming we look like a huge joke to every other nation in the world. <laughs> the yeah the general perception of of the u.s and the thing is as well i think i think it's like it's not even the u.s like before we kind of brand it all together but now it's just like you get you kind of you can kind of see the difference between like trump and his cronies and the people and the puppets controlling trump but they're and like the really right-wing people you can see the difference between them and the rest i think He's so like he's so rogue, and people have to hold him down. I had gone yeah. to a seminar about him being like a complete narcissist and all these other types of things. But yeah. like, I have friends who voted for Trump, and I have you know um, like friends and family. I mean, and for me, like that's a, for, to be a Republican, like that. This is why it's our nation, our country. You know, it's okay to have different views. Um, and you know, sure. I know people yeah, who did yeah. vote for Trump, and now they're like, okay, yeah, that wasn't so great. Yeah. Um, but I can understand the reasoning. And I mean, and I do have friends who also, you know, people who are in my life who do support. And like, I just don't, I just do not, I don't talk about politics with them or I try to just really stay away. Mm. Um, because you can like somebody as a person and not have the same views on things, you know? Mm. Um, I like to think so. I mean, it's definitely very difficult because some people are real like i have like you know i have my facebook feed and some people are totally like it sounds like a joke to me like what the, some people are saying like you know like f this like this is these are the you know call, these people i mean the, the words they i'm like is this, are they kidding me like not every i'm a social worker so it's like i had to do a lot of training around it but this just seems like common sense yeah but not to everyone you know I think, and yeah. I guess it's hard also as a New Yorker because I'm we like I'm from a very it's a liberal I'm from I'm not from upstate New York I'm from Long Island and the city and uh, most people I mean we're we're not a swing state we're always you know we always vote Democrat my brother actually my brother works in politics so it's a big thing in my family so I mean like 
as I think I might have said it when we spoke before that I have to marry my like marrying someone Jewish <laughs> yeah, really Jewish, important to my family. Yeah, yeah. But I can't imagine I can't imagine bringing home like a Repu- like a hard if I brought home a hardcore Republican like uh, not that there's anything wrong with hardcore Republicans like it would just be it would be hard the adjustment. My mom works in the um, she's a lawyer she works in the criminal justice system so it would be it would definitely be difficult I think. Yeah, and I think there's, there's there's kind of lines, aren't there? I mean, there's you know you can be friends with people who don't have the same political opinions, but but when you're so when it, your core values and your beliefs really contradict, it is very hard to to make a family out of that. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I have really strong hardcore values, and there are some people who like during this movement and like things that they like those people are like erased from their lives, like mm. you know, and you know it's real things are going to be it uh, like politically we're in terms of being like politically correct and sensitive and it's kind of an ever a changing narrative and it can be like sometimes for me anyway I mean it's like frustrating I'm like well if I did this then it's wrong you know but I think the important part is just to to try and not i mean you have to you know some people say you shouldn't acknowledge your privilege other people say you should i have always said like i know what i am i know i'm white and like the one thing that changed everything for me is a course i took in graduate school like a three-day intensive racism like i don't call it training and it was taught by a it was a man of color and I mean, there's also jargon around that, like a person of color should not be the one teach. They, it's not their job to teach you about how not to be racist. Yeah. Um, but the class was super intense, and you know, I didn't really understand. Not that I didn't understand. I was like, okay, well, you know, I was like, well, I'm Jewish, and like we had the hall, you know, all those type of things. And then the, the professor had said, well, Carrie, you can go out into onto the street, and you can blend in. Yeah. You know, I can't change the color of my face. And, like, I can't I can't take that off. And to me, that was, like, that was life-changing. Uh-huh. That was, like, it. I was, like, okay, I get it now. Uh-huh. Like, not I totally get it. I'll never get it. But no, things but made you, a lot more you, sense. Your eyes are, are open. Well, and, and I think that's the, like, that was, for me, that's what makes this kind of different to anything else in the sense that, like there's been protests before and, and black lives matter isn't like a mm. new slogan but the thing that i like right. for, i think it's like five years yeah exactly for, for like the thing and it's not like george floyd you know it was like the magic numbers like he was right that's it we're not taking any more after that like right I, I don't know i think it was just a combination of lots of different things but the the thing that's the reaction that's different this time is that everyone at least in my friends and and just the people I kind of surround myself, most people are taking a look at themselves and taking responsibility, mm-hmm. and you know making small acts to change, because you know exactly I, you know, as, there's only so much influence that you can have unless you know you've, unless you're in certain positions of power and stuff, but whether it's educating yourself, whether it's donating money, uh, whether it's just putting stuff on social media, like. Like you said, changing mm-hmm. the narrative, changing the way you think, recognizing, do you know what? The fact that I, right. go, I have this, I have this human right to walk outside and, and feel perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. And whereas 
people of you know people who there are people out there you know afro origin or whatever don't feel like that and right like i i ignore that on a day-to-day basis because i just presume that everyone's the same or whatever and it's it's that kind of ignorance that yeah we're waking like up being to, being know. like like when i you know being colorblind you know like you think mm. like that's a good thing like you know you teach your kids like everyone's the same but not everyone's the same and not everyone has had the same experience and being colorblind is not acknowledging somebody else's experience mm-hmm. and their struggle um I think, and as you said, like, yes, people are becoming a lot more aware. Like, you know, if you look at your Facebook newsfeed, I have, you know, I have, like, everybody is posting. I mean, like, people who have never seen me post anything about stuff other than, I don't know, what their plans were that night are now yeah. active in the conversation. And, you know, I think that for some people, obviously, you know, it would be amazing if everyone was completely on board and didn't say anything offensive and things like that but people are at least coming around which i know may it's not good enough but hopefully we can still get better and continue to educate ourselves and everyone can kind of go up a level up to their understanding or their sensitivity and ways how to make a change i think people are learning but at least they're learning you know that's the best thing yeah exactly and and being open to learn you know that's yeah and and you're right like we'll We'll probably make some right. mistakes along the way, but but the fact that this just seems to be this big consensus that first of all this is a this is a problem that that white people have made, and it's a it's a problem that white people need to fix, right. and it's not just like oh yeah let let them protest like right. good for you guys like no 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 like this is yeah like I think the like idea of like when when people put like all lives matter like back like when it first started like people posted that and like it was like acceptable and now it's like everyone yeah. like that's just a no i mean mm-hmm. it, it was never acceptable but now people i think have actually like read things they're like oh okay like that ma- the, makes sense like the thing to me that always was the best thing to make sense of it, it is, is the okay if there's a house if there's a whole neighborhood and the house is on fire and there's a house on fire like the fire station doesn't need a water put like you know spray the hose exactly. at every house because those houses aren't on fire like you, mm. need to, you know what i mean that yeah makes, no that for sense. sure yeah yeah it's just, like i think like right now like black lives are the ones in danger so like okay if you live in like this house over here yes like it's if your house was on fire you know we'd help you too but like right now like we need to focus on this we can't just water you all because that would waste time and it needs to be focused on exactly, the people yeah. in danger yeah. Or in that house. as well, if you add the word, you know, to or as well to the end of Black Lives Matter, it's it's saying that, you know, of course everybody's life matters. But the the fact is that black black lives are in danger or not appreciated or not treated as as human beings should be. It's not you know, it's not wrong yeah. that I can go outside and feel perfectly safe and go to the shops and not be harassed. That's not wrong that I can do that. But that should be the same for everybody. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like that you can go outside isn't a problem. It just should, exactly. that should apply to everybody. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I, I just, uh, I think, I mean, it's been, a, it's definitely been a crazy year, <laughs> like, but, um, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is though, as well, if there was going to like, it's like, it's like the apocalypse yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but it's not a new problem. Do you know what I mean? COVID-19, like 
Australia on fire. They were like new, they were like new problems. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is a crazy year. But the thing about this is, it's like, um, no, it's been a really wild year. And but if we think back to like our parents' generation, our grandparents, like they had like you know world wars mm. and stuff like that and drafts. You know, I think this is. I mean, obviously, well, I don't. I can't only speak. I can only speak for the America. I mean. The I, well, I guess COVID is the first kind of world experience that our generation has ever seen. Yeah, I you can. know, we never we didn't experience world yeah, wars. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Not yet. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Trump in charge? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, global pandemic, and then. I mean, I, this is not. I mean. I mean, of course, like George Floyd's life, losing his life was horrible, and like he, he shouldn't have been a mar- he's not a he shouldn't have been a martyr. Mm. I mean, I don't know, but like, it's kind of amazing what's happening. I think it's I think it's I think it's positive in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even even if you know one person's mm. mind has changed, like that's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not good enough, yeah. but it's it's a good thing for sure. Yeah, but I don't think the world is going to be the same. Let's hope not. Yeah, um, so let's hope in not. In a good way. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. yeah, I think you're right. I think the the narrative has changed in a lot of things, just the way that we see each other and the the way, you know, the global pandemic is has kind of really highlighted big issues in society, especially in the UK. You know, the, most people who die from from mm. COVID-19 are people who live in the kind of l- l- lower socioeconomic areas. And it really shows the divide uh, between between the two and how, you know. It, yeah, we had the, I think the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, and I also think just that anything that's going on right now, like every company, every radio host, everybody needs to be, you know, acknowledging this and putting this out there. Um, be not, but be, because it because it matters so much, and every support. And every word matters, um, and it just like it would be. It's it's a ge- it is a genocide, mm-hmm. you know. It's may not you know. I mean, I don't really know what else to call it. No, you're right, and, and it's. I think I've definitely I've definitely become more aware of the ignorance that, that I've had and. Um, I would, you know, I, I I would never call myself a racist, but I, I, I'm definitely not anti-racist enough. That was the that was the thing that I kind of learned. Right. It's just like I just don't I just don't do enough. And as an educator, I, I kind of realized my responsibility, and I, I did like a little bit. You know, I was always trying to make sure it was always diverse enough. And yeah. The the classes that I teach are, are very very diverse, and and there's a lot of people to represent and, and so on. Um, but there's definitely more that I can do, uh, oh, especially to to educate and to empower. To empower. Um. Yeah, I mean, as I said, we, you know, we can always know more. We can always learn more. Um, and as an educator, you know, I think we both work with kids and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that's the future, and God willing, we can yeah. do better for them. You know, I, you know, as I thought, you know, we all, everyone, nobody, you don't, you don't realize your, it's called like the microaggressions you have, like the small things that you do that, like, just because you don't go around saying the N word or like, feel like you hate people of color, it doesn't mean, 
yes, those that definitely makes you a racist. But also, there are lots of microaggressions. For example, if you were walking down the street and you saw a person of color and you crossed the street because some it was ingrained, you know, like that's a microaggression. Because how do you think yeah. that person feels when they see that? They know why you're doing it. Like, don't think that you're fooling anyone or that like that person is stupid. Like they know, and. Like, would you have crossed the street if it was a, you know, white yeah, the same person? person but white. Yeah, Probably exactly. not. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's really, I think it's really about, like, just check, like, check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know what I mean? Like, like, if you think it's a bad idea, it's probably yeah. a bad idea. I like that. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's how good I, advice so, for life, I think, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're going to mess up, you know, like, no one expects, I mean, some people do expect people to be perfect around this narrative and things like that, but, you know, I think it has to be credited as not, you know, not everyone has even, ever even thought about this. They probably, you know, they were on the level of, I don't see color, and now there's, like, understanding that is totally, you know, not, you know, it, it's, it's different levels, but I think everyone's getting there. Well, maybe. I don't know. I think this is definitely the platform of people at least trying. Yeah. We're closer, but... It, I, we can only hope. Still, yeah, there's still a long way to go. And I think the, the, yeah. the, the scary... Yeah, the thing to do is just to not stop. That's the issue. Like, right. that's, that's what we ought, we've got to... Like, we need to be allies, you know, and support the community, you know, people of color and their community, however they need us, whatever function they need us as yeah. right now, you know, um, whether that is donating or saying thing or tweeting or protesting, you know, they need us. I mean, they don't need every things get really convoluted at the language is very hard to be as PC mm -hmm. as possible, but you know, we are here to be uh, allies and to help and to offer our, whatever, to offer whatever people of color I need to help them, support them, you know, during this movement and during this time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is, um, I think there is that fear factor that will make mistakes, that will accidentally say something and, and then, oh great, we've just made everything worse. Well, well that fear I think is, you know, is definitely val is valid, but like I have, I mean, I've had being in my the jobs I've had, I have a lot of friends who are, um, are, um, are do I are black, and I and, you know we have a very open conversations, and I ask questions, and they'll give me the answers, and they will say like you know people shouldn't be afraid to ask what you know, yeah. but not everyone ha has that like ability, not that ability, but even the opportunity since the world is so segregated, I don't know how it is in, like, in England, per se, but, like, when I went to high school, I went to high school with maybe, like, five black kids, maybe a little more, and my school is about, like, 2,000 kids, so... That's a lot, yeah. That's telling. Yeah, so, when I, you know, I, you know, when I had, it's, like, the equivalent of being, like, I'm not racist, I have a black friend. Like, that's definitely not okay yeah. to say. Um, because it also doesn't mean you're not racist. Yeah. Um, you know, so the narrative, so when I went to social work school, I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally not racist. Like, you know, I, and then I like read all, we had to read all, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I have, we, I have work uh -huh. to do. 
a lot of work to do. And I still have work to do. Yeah, and I... But I also think that, you know... This is a podcast about our 20s and stuff like that, and we still can talk about things that are positive in the world, you know, while still being, you know, sensitive and... So sensitive as well as pro pro sensitive, proactive, and not dismissive of what's happening. Yeah, but I think life can still have two parts of it going on. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's very wise, and it's definitely been interesting talking to you, Carrie, from a, an American point of view. Um, and like you said, right. you're, you're you're in New York right now, and I understand there was protests and people were were locked on the bridge, weren't they? On the the famous bridge in New York. I. Which one? There are lots of Oh, are they? <laughs> I don't know the one in... Um, there's like the Brooklyn Bridge, the GW, the Triborough, oh, that's the true. Yeah, there are. Whitestone. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, but I'm actually living upstate right now. Oh. My parents' vacation home, as bougie as that sounds. I don't know what else to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a, there's a curfew now. Originally, it was like 11 to 5, but now I think it stops at 8. So there is a lot of controversy around that because... You know, people should be able to protest what time. Like, but then again, like I don't know about the safety, but I don't know. I don't. It's I'm not there. I'm not in the city right now, so I can't really speak attest to much. Um, but there are, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, What's in regards to that? Even like in my from my suburban town, people are protesting. It's yeah, really, and it's interesting with like COVID. Everyone was so scared to like come out without a mask, and now it's just like mass quantities of people. Uh, um, but at, there are multiple ways to support, you know, and it, I think change. I, I said hoping change is going to happen, but I don't know. I'm, sh- you know what? I'm sure they did blockade the bridge or did something horrible <laughs> in New York. Not shocking politics i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely crazy can i can i ask so I, i've heard about these curfews is the curfew mm-hmm. for covid what is the curfew for, for? that's what i'm confused about it's for the, it's for the uh, no, I'm call them riots they're for the protests oh wow yeah well curf i mean but i had friends who my who was, um they were in the park and there were co- uh, police officers coming around making sure that people were literally they were like measuring if they were six feet apart yeah like yeah. in like in the park like me- the police were measuring people um because i think the city's in phase one and i'm upstate right now and then like in long island it's like phase two that's how we're doing it mm. i guess yeah it's it's uh, I mean, it's scary but yeah. it seems less bleak but i, I I think we kind of mentioned this before it's it really emphasizes the 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 how serious this this issue is you know it and it's mm-hmm. not it's not a new issue it's it's an issue that's been around for hundreds of years right and it and it and it kind of does take precedence now and it it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a tricky situation because obviously you don't want to to harm other people you want people to right. be safe um but yeah, the the curfew. Uh, I I I actually thought that was for COVID. I thought it was for COVID, but no, it's. For oh the, no, no, it's for the. And funny, we didn't have a curfew for COVID. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting time. I mean, as I said, like I am not. I don't know, but I do think 
that this is going to be definitely one for like the books and in terms of like historic yeah. I don't know yeah 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 for sure and just everything that's, I mean there's still like brutality going on like protesting like I had seen a video of a guy in Buffalo New York an older an old man an old white man at that like this cop like pushed into the ground and his head's bleeding out and it's like so shocking and it's like jeez oh, Louise and there are also there were kill I mean a woman was killed a couple weeks before George Floyd and this was just I think the way it was caught on camera it was like there I mean there are just no excuse I mean there's no even questioning what's happening um and the way I think they're going about prosecuting the officers I know New York has like a plan in terms of like how we're going to proceed forward in regards to um, police efforts and in regards to changing the structural racism that has been ingrained and created over hundreds of years. So obviously it cannot be changed overnight. Um, but people do seem to be talking about it and understanding. But yeah, no, New York would never put it for that, for that, for a protest, of course. L.A. had one before, way before, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been protests all over, all over the states. And what, what is the state of the, the protests right now in, that, in, the, in the U.S.? How are they, um, how are they going I, down? I honestly don't know much mm. um, except for what I read on the news or what I see. Um, but, you know, I think people are... The whole idea around it is that... And it is true that like, for example, I don't know if you ever, um, do you know what, like, taking, the take a knee thing is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so, like, for example, that football player, I think he got, like, suspended, like, something outrageous. And that was obviously, how much peace, more peaceful can you get than, like, sitting on your knee? Mm. And, you know, he was penal, you know, it was, and it was about Black Lives Matter, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But it was, you know, it was a political statement, but he got penalized for it. So, like, yeah, like, if you've already tried all these other ways to be peaceful and you get dismissed, not only do you just get dismissed, but you get punished, uh. you know, what else is there left? You know, I, I, I am, like, the least, I am, well, I'm very, like, well, let's just be nice and blah, 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 blah. But when is being nice just not enough? I think um, I really like Trevor Noah. Um, I think he's I think he's a very funny comedian, but I think he makes very good points as well. And, if you and, come to the states, I know someone who works on the show. So no way, that's cool. Of course, yeah. Is it does he record in New York? Yes, I, th I think he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can ask. I can set him up on the email with you if you want. I think he's one of the producers of it. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like admire a lot of what he says and, and I think he makes a lot of good points and I was interested to, to hear what he said he said about the situation and he made a very poignant point about the fact that there's social contracts you have when you grow up you know that okay if you work hard you pay your taxes then that money goes towards the government and eventually that money comes back to you in services and so on blah de blah de blah you keep the rules everyone else keeps the rules it's all good but when the the people when somebody breaks the rules and you call the people to come protect you and they don't protect you and that social contract is is torn up and ruined then there's no society 
And so well, it's and it's a hundred percent true. And mm. as someone as a social worker, I worked in the South Bronx and worked at a harm reduction, a harm reduction um, supportive housing unit, so formerly homeless families. When we would call the cop, oh, the cops were always there when it was something bad. You know, one somebody did something or there was a report right there. But if we needed the cops because like somebody's safety, it would they, they would never come. We just like wait there and wait there and wait there. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, and I see, and I had seen, I've, I had seen my, my own, you know, officers doing things that I felt were inappropriate. And then, you know, I worked with kids and I had them doing it to kids like that were inappropriate. What? But in, as I said, in America, like, no, I don't think a, a cop is going to shoot me like with a gun because I say something, but still like, what do you do when you're like, you're sitting there and it's like. I didn't even, uh, what do I say? Like, what, that's a police, you're always taught, you know, this is the hierarchy. Like, in terms of, like, that's the law. If I break the law, like, I could go to jail. Like, you know, and it's, you know, it really is complicated, but, like, it just, it's so true. Uh, You know, we would call, if the cops were called because some kid, they'd be there in three seconds, but if one of the residents needed something, Uh. it would take, like, an hour. It's sad. I saw I saw one video, and uh, the uh, these store owners had called the police because uh, people were trying to break into the store, and they wanted to protect the store. And these store owners were African Americans, and the police arrived, and the people who were breaking into the store, uh, they ran away, and the police arrested the store owners. The police arrested the people who called, who called them for protection. And it, that happened in England, or did it happen here? Oh, it was it was I mean, the U.S. Not, it was the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, not shocked. Like, it's like as bad as people say. As bad as people say it is, it's actually that bad. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what do you like? What do people refer to themselves if they're people of color? Do they refer to themselves as African? England, like, uh, African England. Curiosity. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've heard a lot, a lot of people say it, like they're black. Um, like the yeah, most people. That's also most, something that people yeah, need that, the conversation yeah. is about. What do you, how do you want to identify? Yeah, some uh, people like to be called African American. Some people like to be called exactly. black. Exactly. Yeah. I, so it's always up to the individual, of course. Uh, I think like the PC term here is Afro British, or Afro Caribbean, mm. or Afro. You know, again, like it's it's whatever they want oh, to inter- identify. That's interesting. As, yeah, because I know a lot of Caribbean people that just Afro Afro Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so obviously, like, there's you know, there's so many different identities and and uh, races and nationalities and stuff. But yeah. It, but yes, yeah, so, but I think I think the the big thing is pe- you know people are they're black and that and you know like they're embracing that culture and the heritage and it's amazing and. Um, and it's it's so sad that it's just it's it, it really is a matter of color. Do you know what I mean? You just like like we kind of said before, you know, um, your your teacher, your educator, whatever in that in that racist class or race class about racism. Sorry, uh, he just you know he said he mentioned I can't take that off. This is this is me, and so people just associate all these things, and mm-hmm. and when there is that institutionalized racism 
that gets passed down and we inherit it through the media or whatever means it these are the effects these are the effects and it's yeah i mean and also i think the way and you're a teacher and i don't know how schools are in england also i haven't been in like you know grade school or like any you know public schools since i for over 10 years but we didn't learn anything about like like no sociology class like no psychology like no understanding of like cultures like yeah we learned like how many times can i learn about the revolutionary war like you know like no offense that we kicked you guys butt, but like <laughs> <laughs> we've still um, not got over it. Huh? But, it. but you know, it's funny. Like when I was in first grade, it's like, oh, the pilgrims, and well, at back then we said Indian, which is now yeah. no, because Indian people are from India, Native American, or I, I always sometimes say First Nation people. Mm. But I mean that also that genocide, like we just pretend like that never happened, and there's a whole other system around that too. But anyway, so you're like, you're taught in like the first grade that like there's the pilgrims, there's the Native Americans, and you all sit together at like your first grade table and everyone brings in a dish and you have a little play where like somebody wears the, I don't want, I don't know the term for it, but the feather head, the the headpiece and other kids wear the pilgrim hat and they all sit down and we just like eat, you know, turkey that our mom made. And then you get to like. And also then like you all, and then like slate, I mean, then you get to like the older green, you're like, oh yeah. So like when people came over to America, they slaughtered all the Native Americans. It wasn't like just like this peaceful pilgrim, happy day thing. It was like, that kind of makes more sense. Um, So they would like teach you something, then un- try to unteach you it. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it was like, so like, you learn about like slavery and then they're like, then you learn about the, the you know, the Civil War was, you know, there are tons of issues about it. It wasn't just, like, slavery and just, like, how people came out and the battles afterwards. You just, like, you know, slavery may have ended, but the struggle didn't end. And racism is socially constructed. It's not even a real thing. It's, like, it's literally made up. I learned in the class I don't remember all, I couldn't talk to about it because I, but it's not real. Um, and you don't learn any of that in school and it's bizarre. It's like, you have to go to college to learn anything about it. And and even when you go to college, you have to like seek out those classes. Like they should be mandatory. Like I have had to take all these math classes. I have not used anything except for percentages in 12 years. So I think a class about how to be culturally aware and understanding that should be mandated for walk, every grade forever. Walk 101. Yeah, like, I like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it's it's well, real like I'm really I'm thinking back and it's like what a surface level education in terms of a lot of things. Our, our our education well sorry our history is is some of the worst in the world like i mean that we <laughs> like uh, we okay so primary school i learned about the romans how they invaded britain the anglo-saxons so they're like the the first english i guess like and then i learned about world war Two and about how we were heroes 
and I learned about how mm. Mer- America was heroes. But in real, like everybody kind of says, oh, America saved the UK. That's not really true. It was more India and Africa that saved the UK because we'd invaded those countries right. and we brought right. all those soldiers. Well, they say that like imperialism and ca- uh, that whole thing, that's like the reason, like it's yeah. called Heart of Darkness. It's, have you heard Joseph Conrad? No. Apparently, no. I, 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 was, I read it in college. I was supposed to read all of it. Um, but it's like about like imperialism and it's like apparently it's like the most important book like like basically ever written they say oh, okay um but that, yeah world war ii for example yeah. like like we totally like we suck like america we did a really bad job we totally like we're like yeah it's not happening like we're fine we're insulated but then you know pearl harbor got attacked oh and then don't forget about the japanese internment camps but they kind of slip in there for like you know about that uh japanese and what camps sorry internment camps no I don't. so remember. when the japanese um bombed pearl harbor they collected all the japanese people in america and put them into camps i mean they were like work i wouldn't call them con- they weren't like concentration camps but like pretty much as close as you can get to without killing people and it's like nobody ever talks about it it's like oh yeah and by the way there are these japanese internment camps and then that's it <laughs> like <laughs> like a cough and i'm like and japanese internment camps. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, really bad. Racism. I mean, like, and like, the thing is, like, the Holocaust. I mean, there were, and there, I, I'm Jewish. Like, we didn't do, we didn't do jack. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure England was way more involved than we were until we were like, oh, we were bombed. Okay, now it's our business. Mm. But as said, we learn. I actually took classes from an I. It's called IB International Baccalaureate, so I was able to get a, like a more worldview eventually but i just felt like i was learning the same thing kind of just like over and over like i like american history it's super interesting but we always learned it from the same perspective yeah 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 well we didn't we didn't even cover the commonwealth you know and the the terror like, oh yeah like oh, we i mean i learned about the commonwealth first when we had like a commonwealth games in manchester and i and i was young like i was young and so you know all these nations that we'd invaded and we played right. you know, like uh, uh, athletic sports and stuff and I just like it's it's just something you kind of pick up and you just realize oh we we invaded all these countries and and the the white privilege and the wealth well I wouldn't say I'm wealthy but like you know the comforts that I enjoy now are really off the back off off the the, the results of of us going over and invading other countries, murdering and pillaging and, and just claiming mm-hmm. land that wasn't ours. And, 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 yeah, and that's really, I mean, in America, I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Don't get me wrong. He was definitely like, he had like a lot of slaves, but I think he had like a what? I don't even know. He did some bad stuff. Hmm. But you all, oh, you definitely don't learn about that type of thing either. You're like, these are, there were amazing presidents. Hmm. Well, we're the same. Like Winston um, Churchill is a is a big. Yeah, is he a yeah. good guy? Because I'm pretty like they're like we're very about that here. No, I think yeah. I read something bad about him. Yeah, he well Recently. he he did. I need I need to find some research and stuff. But you know, like okay, he got us through the war, and that's what we remember him for and stuff. But actually, he, he you know he he did his own war crimes, and like it. It's it's nice it's like nice growing up and thinking your country is amazing. It's nice thinking like you have this great history, yeah. and and that's what we that's what we're taught at schools and stuff. And like oh like you know even even watching cartoons growing up when I was a kid, 
all the heroes were white American men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Grow, like growing up, I used to think America was amazing. And don't get me wrong, lots of brilliant people in America, yourself included. You know, lots of <laughs> lots of good things that happen in America. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, the world's not. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't mean to use this as a pun. It's not black and white, but like it. It's, right. But, but yeah, the older it gets, it's not all good and it's not all bad. It's like exactly that would have been better to say. I couldn't think of anything. But it, yeah, I guess a drug. I mean, it's still, it's like still, yeah. You know, people. I mean, we write the history we want to know. We teach the history we want to know. Um. Yeah. You know, and there's also a lot to cover. But then again, you're in school in America anyway from like for like 13 years. So like they could definitely like put some stuff in there. I need to buy this book. I don't have it, but it's called the best and the most important. Everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten, which is basically like treat other people that you like to be treated. Hmm. Um, ask, you know, before you invade people's things. Like it's hmm. like, you know, the manners that you have, like be kind to everyone, you know say something if you know just like things that like are like it's super simplified but it's kind of like yeah if everyone if the world was run by kindergartners what would it what would it look like i mean i'd love to see that you know they'd be like playing and having fun and being like "Eh, you can't use this but all right fine like you know you're you're you're, you've got a real point there like it's just there's an innocence obviously with kindergartens and they they don't they don't they just see other kindergartens or or you know, your, your, like primary schoolers as we call it in the uk as just as the people and there's just that like genuine like want to have a happy life and i want everyone else to have a happy life and yeah and everything that's done that's like malicious or like wrong not malicious is everything that is usually make most kids aren't like i don't think evil like you know what i mean they just make mistakes or they say the wrong thing or they kick somebody in the you know the private parts like that's what kids do like i don't know you know and they're like sorry and like they have like one adult like being like that's not good yeah. and they'd be like they would listen i don't know kids are you know it, it does give you hope and how you want to raise your kids and i just we it's like i feel old now because i'm like i just hope i leave the world a better place for them you know it's like yeah i and that's again like i kind of mentioned this before and stuff but as as an educator that's like kind of one of my new goals is to empower and to educate you know everyone so that 20 years in the future when they look back in the history book or whatever or 30 years in the future or whatever it was like whoa they, that really happened like it was like that whoa that's that's kind of crazy like uh, we, yeah. just have to, we just have to hope and that, I think the thing is as well is to not give up because it can feel very overwhelming and to yeah to, and there's like you know there's always going to be like that one person who comes from because it starts at home obviously you know it's what's ingrained in you as a child and like I always say teachers always have like you know 50-49% at the most the other 51 is to the community and to the parents and it is seeing what you're being taught at home but if you teach I mean teaching your child to be hateful and to be i mean just it's a i mean it's a crime i think i mean uh-huh. they have such a clean slate and a fresh mind and because you work you like work a with a lot of young people don't you oh uh, yeah we're primarily with children and teens uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. And they're so easily shapen. Mm-hmm. And they're so innocent and not, yeah, they really are, you know, and, and I've worked with a lot of children of color as well. And, and I had to learn to be more sensitive and stuff like that, you know, cause they, you know, with, even with my, you know, the difference between like hair, like, I mean, your hair is so, why you touch it and so soft. I said, oh, no, no, don't worry. I love your hair so beautiful because it is beautiful. They want to, Kevin Hart does, has, I remember actually totally seen it. He does this thing of it's about, um, it's all about hair, like the hair, about hair, women, girls' hair and women's hair and how the role it plays um, in black society. And it's super, you know, it's like the first of its kind because it really is, it's different, you know? Um, like if you do go down the beauty aisle, like how many products do you see for people of color? Mm. Like not really many. Like, and if it is like, shades that are darker there's not like really i don't see many darker dark shades mm. like in every makeup counter like i would say mac is pretty i would say progressive with that but as a woman it's different yeah for sure yeah 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 it, there, there's a lot of things to change i think that's that's oh, that's oh thing, yeah is, is... i mean we could sit here all day mm. Mm. but yeah I think we we have been going for a while, so I, I think we'll we'll close it in a bit. But um, just I guess t- two questions really. So what what do you what do you think you change and and do in the future now to to help the situation? Um, definitely trying to shut my mouth for once or twice, maybe again, and just really like learn from others about what's going on and taking it in continuing to educate myself um you know having a growth mindset but also um you know playing an active role as I had before like you know always I can always do better that's the thing always can do better but like really finding out those answers like what do I do if I see this police brutality thing going on like you know and just staying up to date on what the policies are and what the rules are and making sure that I'm holding myself accountable to that people are treated fairly. Um, and I'm really, I, and I, it obviously George Floyd did not have, did not, this should not have, this should obviously have never have happened. It's horrendous. It's horrible. But it is, I think change is coming and I mean, I'm excited to see it and I really hope that things get better or I know, well, I'm at least going to try to. Yeah. Yeah. And th- and that's the thing. It's a, it's, it's one, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. as individuals, we all need to change. Well, forgive me as, as white individuals, we all need to change and we need to do better. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really like what you said and you know, it's 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 about. I, I kind of thought I was educated enough. I've I've realized I am not. So did I. <laughs> I've, I've got, yeah, I've got so much more to learn and uh, a lot more to do and to emphasize, especially in the classroom. I think as well, I need to get more politically uh, woke, as they put it, and and kind of realize what's going on in my own community. So I mm-hmm. don't know how it, I, I I I don't know how it works exactly in the, in the U.S., but in the U.K., you, you write to your representative yeah, who assembly. Mm-hmm. then goes to government yeah and and being contact well i mean not personal contact but you know writing emails writing letters 
and making sure things are things are better and it, it kind of scares me a yeah. bit because it feels overwhelming but it's it i'm i'm you know I, not doing it is is not helping and it's is making the situation worse and so it's right. something that I, I can't complain about i'm just got to do yeah i mean i think um you know, exactly, just becoming more educated and things like that, for me, like, the most helpful, it shouldn't be about helping me, but, like, in terms of, like, knowing what to do or, or, or just even what I, I think is, like, my being proactive right now, since I am not, like, in the city or anything, is just, you know, continually checking up on my friends who are people of color, asking them how they're doing, how their families are doing, you know, how they're feeling, you know, and, you know, asking if they need any you know they need anything right now like emotionally or whatever it is um that's kind of like how I've been doing it but you know I am I'm excited it's gonna it's gonna be exciting to see what this will what will happen I personally think that this is much bigger than anything we've seen before yeah yeah oh which is sad that it took another person's death for that to happen like multiple people's but that it took somebody actually doing a doing a good job videoing you know what i mean like yeah and that guy i can't i don't know (sighs) it's it's rough i well, what was the fun question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the next question I want to ask, just to conclude, because this is about how to survive your 20s. What advice would you give yourself in your 20s? Because you're about to graduate, about to become 30, get married in December, like you said. What advice would you give yourself in your 20s? You're just on the start. Um, that your future is going to be what you make of it. You create it, you know? And it's, you can have whatever you want in life. Well, obviously you can't say that race it. You can have, if you, it's not true if you work hard enough, but you are, you are entitled to the, you are, you deserve the life that you want. Every single person who's in 20 something, you deserve the life that you want. If you want to be married and do, and have a, you know, kid, then you deserve that. Then you should do it. And or if you want to be the be somebody in government then you, you like don't let things try not to let things stop you and now this is a sensitive subject now because of everything that's going on but i think that when you're 20 in your 20s things can kind of seem like so up in the air and that things will never settle down and it's like you kind of want this you want your ideal job you want to be settled maybe with a significant other have a home and we have all these expectations of ourselves but it'll happen what you know the life that you so desperately are wanting to reach like as I have now am reaching will happen with you know hard work but enjoy your 20s they're fun it's like you're finally like you're able to do things and go out but you actually have like half a brain you know, like you're you're not like in college probably so much anymore unless you're twenty one, twenty two, and it's a it's a time to build yourself and kind of create your own identity. I guess is the best way to describe it because once you're like thir- I mean, once you're kind of settled down in 
and kind of make like these life decisions that are kind of forevers, you have the ability to change. So like if you are 25 years old and you're a stock person who works in investment bank and you want to be a teacher, like you, this is the best time to do it. It's I think the most fluid time in your life. Because every other thing is, you know, it's expected you go to school every single day when you're a kid. And then most, not everyone goes to college, but you know, your parents or somebody expects you to do something after. Your 20s, it's kind of like up in the air. No one can control you really anymore, hopefully. Yeah. I think it's a time to really explore yourself and see what you want. That's really good advice. Thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And finally, for the, the final question, this is part of this, the show called This Podcast is Not Sponsored By. What is something that really bugs you, Carrie? What's something that really grinds your gears? Long, long nails. Long nails. That's an interesting <laughs> I, one. Yeah. Um. Like when I would go on dates and stuff like that, if I saw that my date had like, and I'm heterosexual, cisgender, I date men um and if I would see like a male with like long nails for me anyway like but like like they were like dirt and like looks unkempt like I would just I would be just instantly repulsed and like couldn't do it again I mean any I look at people's nails all the time it's like a weird it's like one of those weird a weird thing I used to have also a weird habit of like looking in people's bathrooms as a child it was right, like how okay. I would measure like that my mom like when I would go to somebody's house like I would go to their bathroom this is like when I was like six or seven and I'd go inside and I'd be like, yeah, mom, their bathroom's like a nice, like I give it like a, like an eight out of 10. It was like a, it was like how I <laughs> viewed the quality of the home and like my opinion of it was how the bathroom was. I was, so I get nails are a big one for me. Oh my God, I have so many. <laughs> People who say like, they'll just be like speaking, like, oh, like I made like, um, like me and my friend went to dinner last night. And, you know, we went to the shower and then we had the manic, the, the manicotti with ricotta and it was great. I was like, but you were just speaking without an accent the entire time until you said like ricotta. <laughs> I was like, you're from like, that's like me being like, you know, we had Passover dinner the night. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> maybe don't put that. I think it could be racist, but that is something that I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, like I... develop an accent when it turns or like develop, I mean, you know, but it's not even because it's everyone does it. It's so like you don't be Italian or anything. It's like whenever like people who are like super foodies and like super like whatever, it's like, I don't even know how to say it. Or like yeah. bangers and mash. Like I was like, you didn't have that <laughs> accent last time. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, no, for sure. It's yeah. People yeah. who like are like, yeah. Or like people who, oh, I mean, I hate, I mean, do you guys have soul cycle? Uh, if we do, I don't know about it. It's where people ride the bikes, like steady. It's like a hundred, like it's like 30 something dollars a class. And they have like an instructor who preaches at them. Oh, it's like no, a cult I, no. in New York. It's a cult All in right. America. Workout classes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm People who don't much. eat carbs, so many. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, this isn't cool. teasing, but this is something I really miss or some people, everyone in their 20s will attest to. Is if you, I don't know how it was in the UK, but in America, we had the food pyramid. 
right? Yeah. They had like the oils on top and then and the bottom was bread. And it was like, I remember my gym teacher being like, you need to have 12 servings of pasta and bread a day. And I was like, yes, awesome. And now it's like the circle and there's like, the bread is like this big. And it's like, oh, I hate it. I miss the pyramid, the circle now. And I'll say to my friends also like, remember when your parents like would be like, if you don't eat that bagel, Carrie, you're not going to get a bite of that cookie. Like I would wish somebody would force feed me a bagel. And I remember be, you know what I mean? Like, if he's like, if you, you have to eat all six chicken nuggets. I was like, now I'd be like, okay, happily. Like, <laughs> I miss that of being a kid and like, you know, your parents wanting you to like eat things and it's like, be like, like you, you need to eat the crust of your pizza, Carrie. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's yeah. funny what the, the maiders eat. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that. Those are, those are good ones. I mean, for you girls, also... especially, you know, especially it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't oh, know if, if I you know this. Go back to when my mom wanted me to eat that. <laughs> what? I don't know if you noticed, but when you complained, your New York accent seemed to get stronger and stronger. I liked it. I like I like New York accent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Very good, very good. Well, thank you so much for for joining us, Carrie. Like, uh, I th- and I think this is recorded. Uh, yeah, I have Bobby send it. I know this was a much more polite. I mean, I'm happy that it did take a different turn. Yeah, which I is think good. it was important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I've, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm really glad actually we had this conversation and and um, and kind of like you know James Corden actually said it. Um, and it, it's a it's a it's a problem that the white people have made, so therefore we yeah. should be fixing it, and therefore we need to have these discussions and we need to be owning up and taking responsibility. Right. Uh, and it's uh, at the same time emphasizing the voices of others. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. Well, thanks for joining us. And, and if you would like to join us on our show, and, and we'd love to, to have any of you on, and we'd love to hear from, from everyone and hear different perspectives because we, we can learn from everyone. Uh, so thanks for, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Frozen. <laughs> Hello. 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 Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a big fan of Trevor Noah, and I was very... Oh, shit. Bobby! I'm making sure this is still recording. Make sure this is still recording. <laughs> Can you make sure this is still recording? <laughs>